So, welcome back to The Process. Uh, we are now on The Process, Season 2. Um, I hope you've all had a good summer. Um, obviously, the things that have been happening in the news recently over the past few weeks have not been good. Um, the mass shootings in El Paso and in Dayton, Ohio, um, and the continued racist and complete... idiotic um, comments and behaviour of the US President Donald Trump have been what I can only describe as just completely disgusting. So today um, is going to be my attempt to point a finger at this issue that is it's worldwide but particularly in America particularly prevalent and particularly prominent at the moment. So the title of this week's episode is The Process of Enabling Racism and um, whether you be white or or black or Hispanic or Asian um, whatever your background I I hope that this will be interesting and challenging but I I particularly hope that it's challenging for you white folks in the States because you know if you're not standing actively against racism then you are part of the problem just as sure as those who didn't actively stand against Hitler in Germany were part of the problem and because they didn't stand six million Jews were gassed and there was genocide so this is the process of enabling racism we'll dive right into that in a moment stay tuned is the process season two and this is the first episode back i'm flipping things completely on their head um and this episode is called the process of enabling racism so we're going to talk about the process of something negative coming to be and racism obviously is one of the most negative and destructive and evil things on the face of the earth and as we see right now in America, particularly with these mass shootings in El Paso and Dayton, Ohio, um, we just see that evil in plain sight. We also see an American president who is horrific, um, is probably the best word I can use. Um, it would be foolish to say that he has caused racism in America. There has always been a vast, vast amount of racist people in America and indeed a racist system, arguably. Um, But he has fanned the flames. He has given legitimacy to racism in America. He has given it the stamp of approval um, of the leader of the so-called free world. And it is absolutely disgusting. And while he is been on his trips to console people, as it were, um, after these shootings. Right at the same point we see in the States, a mass ICE immigration officers doing a mass raid in Mississippi, separating children from their parents. And the only thing that this reminds me of 
is Hitler's Germany. A lot of people forget that Hitler was voted into power. He wasn't a dictator. The people voted for him. And everything I see in front of me right now in the States, to me, it's clear that things are heading that way and I don't believe this is an alarmist thing at all. But in order to give this episode real balance and real validity, rather than just take the word of some white guy, you know, thousands of miles away in another country looking at all this, I want to just let all of you hear words from those who are on the ground in the States right now and hear how they believe racism is being enabled and how that process is continuing and how it started and how that process is being enabled in many cases by the very ones who say and proclaim themselves not to be racist at all. So let's just have a listen and hear what's really going on in America right now beyond those headlines. What do I believe as a black American is the cause of racism still being enabled in our world today, particularly in this country today? I think this is a very profound question because it is the year 2019, 2019, and August of this year um, celebrated, well actually we celebrated the 400th anniversary of the first 20 and odd Africans um, who were brought here to the United States, particularly in Jamestown, Virginia, um, in August of 1619. And here we are today still asking the question whether or not we as African-Americans uh, are still free. Are we free? Um, my answer to your question is ignorance. Um, I believe that there are so many people, both black and white, who still do not have a concrete, real understanding of what racism is, what it looks like, what it sounds like, how it manifests itself um, on a daily, all day, everyday basis. And if we cannot even agree on a simple definition, um, then trying to get into deeper um, aspects of this topic is going to be very troublesome. So. In my opinion, I believe education is sorely, sorely lacking. Um, so I hope this answers your question. Thank you. The, the longer I think about why racism is enabled, the more I've come back to a root of human nature. Just to explain that a little, when we think of racism in general, we think black versus white. Um, that's how I was raised growing up in North America because whites are the majority and, and blacks are the minority. But this really isn't the case. Racism is really when the majority discriminates against the minority because of their race. And this happens all over the world. 
this also, I mean, with that being said, as humans, we do this in race and in social classes within our own race as well. So biologically, we're designed to compete for food, for money, for reproduction. I can see this in my kids. I see it within my family. I see it within my community. And as social media has emerged, I for sure see it within the world. Um, and I and probably it's probably more so in my face now with social media to the point where I really, when I'm on Facebook all day, I feel like the whole world is terrible and horrible and there's all this all this commotion going on but really when I step outside my door and go out into the real world 365 days a year I rarely truly rarely encounter racism true racism okay so um so we're gonna go with one thing is social media so I'm just gonna say that um but I I also want to point out that my husband always says this is a case of biology gone wrong. So, for example, my kids will fight over Legos, who can build the bigger and the better tower or whatever. And it's because we're made as humans to compete. We're really made to be want to be bigger and stronger and to want to please other people. Okay, so social media allows some of that also, where we can show off for other people and we can be we can look superior and we can look bigger and we can look better and we can look stronger and almighty. And um, so biologically, like I said, we're designed to compete. So as I've looked into it more, as I've talked to other people about it, trying to use common sense along with statistics, I'm seeing racism and classism as competition. So any ethnic group that goes into another country as a minority would be treated as such. It's not just whites, whites versus blacks, of course. Um, this can be things as simple as when I was a little girl, I was told not to go into black neighborhoods or I'd be shot for being there because I'm white. Uh, I was also advised not to travel into Mexico because I'm white and it's dangerous and they hold people hostage there. There were places in my late teens and early 20s that I was advised not to go to as a missionary. Excuse me, when I wanted to be a missionary because um, missionaries have been held hostage because they are minority. They're going into a different territory. They're going into someone else's country um, with a different religion or with a different color of skin. So, you know, I'm, I'm not welcome in India by any means. Um, and also there were parts of Haiti um, that we weren't allowed to go into as well. So we're territorial as humans. It's human nature to be territorial. I'm not sure that anybody can really argue with that. Maybe as babies we don't see it. Of course, everybody, you know, we see all these memes on the internet where children don't know color, and that might be true as little kids, but um, at some point as we develop, we do recognize it, and, and we do um, practice it, I guess. So as far as being enabled, this sort of implies to me that someone else allows it. So who, like, who is, question is, is who is going to stop it? So I'm going to leave with this. Um, I'm going to leave with this, and this feels very powerful to me. So if it takes a group to start it, it takes a group to stop it. And it also takes a group to allow it to stop. And it's been my experience that, again, as humans, we really like to be angry. For whatever reason, we hold on to anger, and we hold on to we really don't like change. Humans don't like change. So we're territorial, we're competitive, 
we and we don't like change and so if you ask me why is it being enabled we have social media and we have the fact that humans are humans and we don't like change and sometimes that can even be that can even be that we're holding on to anger and sometimes that feels comfortable to us and i've seen that within white people i've seen that within black people I've seen that within my family. Um, I know people who are very angry with their parents and they just can't let it go. And just from doing some self-study on some of that, um, sometimes we get comfortable where we are and we can't feel any differently. And so we don't want to let go of anger. So it takes groups. It takes groups to stop racism. It takes groups to accept the stop to racism and so I think racism is being enabled because of social media because of biology gone wrong because because you know groups it takes a group to stop it and it takes a group to allow it to stop there you have it um two viewpoints one from the black community one from the white community in the states about the process of enabling racism now it would be very tempting for me to stick my oar in at this point um but for once you may be saying to yourself um yeah for once i'm not going to i'm going to ask you you guys that are listening to the podcast please let me know what you think what you think is the best way to combat the process of enabling racism to stop it in its tracks how do we do it Um, and indeed how do we even really begin that process with any sort of as as some folks say in the states intentionality i'm not sure if that's a word that we use here in the uk but it's quite a good word so i'm going to use it anyway so yeah how do we do that with intentionality and, and purpose and um, with a bit of backbone so anyway i hope you've enjoyed this podcast as usual this episode you've been listening to the process of enabling racism on the process uh, this has been episode one of season two um, if you like what you hear please click on the support this podcast and um, give me some support that way um, by pledging a regular amount um, and beyond that just keep contacting me and let me know what you think any ideas for future podcasts and your views and opinions on the podcast that you've been hearing stay tuned for the next episode of the process which is going to be a very very cool one Um, I'm going to have the perhaps at least in my opinion the most innovative most fresh independent uh, band in the whole of the UK to come out of the UK within I would say the last decade at least and um, they're going to be talking about the process of being an independent artist so that's a very positive uh, episode and that's coming up in episode 2 which is coming up pretty soon thank you, god bless